Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So it turns out maybe CM Punk isn't going to turn heel. Actually, it's going to be Ricky Starks instead. Or is Punk still going to turn heel regardless? And it's all just a little red herring for us all. Mm, a bit of spice. Plus, FTR and Bullet Club Gold had a, a, a potential match of the year, like a legit match of the year contender. This is like the small matter of an absolutely five-star tag team match. Like someone said at the start, I was like, I cannot believe you are not leading with yeah, FTR I and Bullet thought, Club I was Gold. Well, I thought we were going to, but we did it last week. Yeah. We did like the certified banger last week, mm-hmm. you know, what a match. And I was like, I think we can do the same thumbnail and title yeah. two weeks in a row. They did. <laughs> so maybe we'll just try something a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe we'll go down this avenue and then we'll talk about the actual... We're feeling our way through Collision being a new prospect. Exactly, yeah. And it's it's funny, where really. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into this in just a second. Before that, I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast channel. This is the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. Please, if this is your first time here, press the thumbs up button and the subscribe button as well because we are on our way to 85k, mm. about 6,000 shy of it currently. So once we get there, we will do another 10-hour randomizer of whatever it is that's close Something to themed. It. So yeah, if we hit it by November, we will be doing 10 hours of Survivor Series Love matches. That. Yeah, you know, Survivor Series main events probably. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so please do subscribe and help us reach that goal. Unless, of course, that happens by the start of September and then in which case it's like 10 hours of payback main events. Oh, well, I think we'd probably at that point do... Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. We'd struggle. We'd take something out of a hat. Yeah, maybe we'll try and you know move it into october we'll do halloween havoc oh main event yeah we could do halloween costumes yeah and i think really you'd probably just do all 10 ish halloween yeah. havoc main yeah. events, <laughs> and then a few extras then the nxt ones um but also it's, 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 God, try that again strike that reverse it yeah i've uh, i've got to do another show after this uh <laughs> if you are watching live please do get in well we've been calling them your cmdms however we got recommended on last week's show your no mega chats. Love that. So yeah, yeah. Your no mega chats to wrestledog.com forward slash support. And if you're watching this on demand, please leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of AEW Collision. So there was an interesting uh, message at the start of this stream as it went live. 
that said, I really want to get into Collision, but geez louise, there's nothing to get into it weekly aside from the Andrade stuff. So, I mean, that's a really interesting um, point. And it's something that we've kind of talked about a couple of times uh, before, which is that this show is the wrestling show in a big way. There's an awful lot of, I mean, there's a lot of incredibly compelling wrestling. Um, but there hasn't been much in the way of narrative entertainment aside from Bullet Club and uh, FTR. FTR. I think uh, Punk and Joe, like that was very much from episode one, fed into yeah. two and three and then paid off in four. It kind of had more to do with the Owen Hart tournament though. I think I think the tournament level of it meant that we could never really buy into. Joe and Punk were kind of going to be finished because there was another, there was a main event unless they weren't going to. So like there hasn't really been that kind of full-on narrative through line save for Andrade and, and House of Black. That said, I don't know if I find that to be bothersome at the moment because there has been enough, like like the Joe and Punk stuff, like FTR and Bullet Club, which has been there the whole time. And the action has been so strong. Yeah. I'm like, and I think the finish of this week's episode, which mm. was the, the men's Owen Hart's Cup tournament mm. final between Ricky Starks and CM Punk. They had a very, very good match. Um, I've seen some people a bit down on Ricky um being like the uh, being the winner well i know if being that aew hand him a lot of opportunities like he has always mm. been like he had the mjf thing he had the jay white thing a lot of people was like he has given a lot but he doesn't always perform at a, a great level right and there was someone who even made the point uh, i saw over the weekend that he has had matches with CM Punk, and he has had matches with Jay White. He's had like matches with top-level AEW talent, MJF, for example. Mm -hmm. But actually, his best match he's had in AEW was this random one he had with Jay Lethal for the FDW Championships sort of right. on Rampage a, a number of years ago. Because that was an awesome match, because it had that sweet AF um, uh, Jay Cutter into the, um, oh, uh, the yeah. Rochambeau reversal. But I thought that Ricky really showed up here tonight. I, I don't think I fully agree with this assertion that, that Ricky's handed opportunities and doesn't quite live up to them. Because mm. I thought he was, I think he's great on TV. He's an incredibly charismatic fellow. He's got star presence all about him. And I thought he was really, really great in this match. I agree. I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple of um, fumbles here and there. Last week, there was a, uh, a bowling shoe ugly tornado DDT where I was like, but though, that's that happens like mm. moments now and again. It's like, whatever. Um, but I, I, it's, you can't blame them for building new stars kind of thing. And no. I think, I think it's a question of taking the opportunity and running and, and doing something with the character, doing something with the opportunity. And I think that being in this position is a reward for having done it personally. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm not inclined to be on the no hype train. But I mean, to dive straight into the the finish of this, we can come at some of the matches. Well, well this like is it. This is what um, is is in relation to the um, the mm. comment where I've said for a couple of weeks now, wait until the Owen Hart tournament is over because then we can start having a development of some yeah. stuff. And we certainly got a controversial finish. I I think so. Like this this could be the start of something new mm. in terms of for, for AEW Collision because this crowd were. I would say split on Punk. Oh, it was so interesting. Because when he first came out, it was boos. And I think the boos were more noticeable than the cheers. However, during the match, it was it was split between CM Punk and Ricky Stark. And there were, there were CM Punk chants, there were CM Punk sucks chants, but also CM Punk chants and Ricky Stark chants. But it was like a let's go Ricky CM Punk. It was not CM Punk C, uh, or punk, you, punk Sucks. sucks yeah. yeah. There was no like negativity towards punk. This was not let's go Cena, Cena sucks. 
yeah. this was let's go ricky cm punk right this was a crowd that was split pretty much right down the middle of which one of these two we want to see get the win here do we want to see the collision golden boy punk mm. or do we want to see ricky stark get the upset here so i thought that was very very interesting and obviously punk like laps all of this up like well, he loves like the, the the crowd booze that he gets i found it all so fascinating this time because i thought the way that punk was selling it this time was vastly different to Forbidden Door. So I, I actually felt the opposite, which was that I thought this, the crowd were relatively on side when it came out. They felt like a good vibe. And then I started noticing there was a We Want the Elite sign mm -hmm. right on the hard camera. Yeah. And then the crowd were like vocally anti-punk was more noticeable for me. Yeah. And the way he was selling it, at um, Forbidden Door, he was giving it a lot of like, oh, and then, oh, I'm going to go down the baddie guy. Oh, I don't know which one, which tunnel am I going to go down? Oh, it was a lot of fun. He seemed to be really enjoying the panto element of it all. His reactions here were far more like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, yeah. He was a bit more like torn and a bit more like, at certain points he was like looking like, like, are you actually, do you hate me? And it's so interesting because his opening promo in that first episode of Collision was feel how you want to feel about me. And in this, I felt like he was not sure of himself as a result. And I found that incredibly compelling. I thought his performance, the way he was responding to it was really interesting. Yeah, I, it could be a case of he knows what the finish of this match was going to be, right. which was this is very much heel ricky mm. we kind of got at the end here because they had this sort of roll-up sequence punk goes for this top rope hurricane rana ricky reverses that into a pin punk reverses that into a pin of his own roll-up pin ricky reverses him a third time gets him in the roll-up pin grabs a hold of the ropes to get the three count punk is shocked the crowd are a little bit shocked because i don't think anyone really thought that ricky was going to win this although everyone thought this was punks to win more or less he was like mm -hmm. the biggest star in the whole tournament but ricky wins and ricky celebrates and he celebrates like he just won the biggest match of his career which arguably this could be yeah. and then right at the end like this wasn't shown on collision itself this was on battle of the belts that right. happens you know directly afterwards it was like a three-hour block mm -hmm. where you had the battle of the belts thing after that and jushin thunder liger was there to uh, you know present Ricky with the trophy and Ricky just snatches it out of I his really, hand. I haven't and seen that. It was it's awesome because like Jushin Thunder like comes out the legend that yeah. is one of Owen Hart's like great rivals in in New Japan. He comes out to hand him the belt to hand him the trophy and he just snatches it out of his hand mm. and just storm, storm past him. And then like Liger sort of like what? Right. What's going on? Interesting. And I thought that it was funny funny for two reasons. Number one, great performance from Ricky Starks. Number two, they flew Jushin Thunder Liger all the way out from Japan <laughs> for that one spot, which wasn't even on collision. It yeah. was on the other show. But I thought it was a genuine like, huh. So that's really interesting because I read the finale as uh, not a, a turn, not a sort of heel statement. It was a heelish move. Obviously, he cheated to win the tournament. But there was something about the celebration afterwards and the way that the crowd, the, the commentary weren't fully like giving it that, how dare he, how could he do this, that made it feel a bit tweenery to me. And yeah. I was like, what? I just kind of... So then to hear that he bantered off Jushin Jun 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 Liger yeah. is like interesting that's I think it, far more healing like rick Abani was interesting rick Abani i thought was superb on this show by the way rick Abani was oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. filling in for kevin kelly because kevin kelly's in new japan doing the g1 this commentary team were fantastic together and then rick Abani, so like the, the report came over the weekend he's now been signed to a new multi-year deal mm. with aew because he'll be doing ring of honor commentary but honestly he was superb yes, on the show absolutely. at times reminded me of jr 
there were some really good calls I wrote down from both of them. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Like genuinely, like yeah. I mean, even just in the tone of his voice yes. and stuff, his incredulous voice. But exciting. He, his yeah. reaction to Ricky winning was not like a that uh, that Jr. of like, well, how dare he? Yeah. Like this is morally bankrupt and stuff. Nigel McGuinness was like, because Nigel was wonderful as, yeah. the, as the heel color commentator. All to be show. Like, all show. So be like, it's how you get the win. It doesn't matter how you get the win. Winning is the most important thing. But Rick Abani was like, he didn't really know how to call this. Mm. As, as a character, I mean. Which I enjoyed. Which I love. I yeah. thought it was so, so interesting because it's not, it's not a heel turn. Mm. But this was more heelish than Ricky had been previously yeah so it feels like this is the start of a full-blown heel turn but could also just be he just wanted to win by hook or by crook mm -hmm. and he did get the win but you're right like i think it's the jushin thunder liger thing at the top of the ramp really is the thing that feels like that's a proper heel yeah. dick thing to do yeah and having punk's expression be one of like and then uh, the, the ref was uh quite hilarious to me throughout this match <laughs> uh because he absolutely saw him holding the ropes counted the three rang the bell and then went did he did he do the, did he did he do the holding the belt? Was he holding the ropes? Well, did you see it? And then he's going. Did you see him holding the ropes? And earlier on in it, you know the bit where they're both like, and he's counting them both down. And yeah. Like Earl Hebner used to just go one, two, and he is giving it this one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, jumping up and down. Want, the big two. <laughs> so funny. I, just, I had such fun watching him. It was so mad. But like it was Punk's reaction to it was very like in keeping with the whole like and earlier on, and I, I don't want to go back on myself talking about him uh reacting weirdly to the crowd, but like he's going for crowd popping moves and doing all these Calgary references and all these references to, to the hearts and stuff, and they're getting booze, and he's like, what's going on? And then he's cheated out of a win, and we all saw it, and he's just like, What's happening? So it is that element yeah. of like, are we going down the road of Starks is heel now or are we going down the road of we're giving Punk a justification to be that kind of angry I I'm sick of this company effing me over heel That's, or yeah. is it the baby face redemption arc of I had an arrogance about myself and now I'm I'm not sure of myself and I think yeah. the way that they both performed this moment keeps that open and that's where I'm like tune in next week that's, that's what I was going to come on to next is this idea of punk I, I think we just all assumed that punk was gonna go heel mm. for various different reasons a brawl out last year and b the crowd reactions that he's been getting like obviously the one he got in regina was like you know was was good but that felt like that was you know the argument that it was a more casual probably papered mm -hmm. crowd and obviously he's beloved in chicago but everywhere else he has getting either these split reactions or it is an overwhelming negative yes. reaction towards him and there's even like, you know, very CM Punk style things of he has cut his hair the exact same way that he turned when he turned heel on The Rock mm. in, in uh, 2012 or whatever it was mm. for Raw 1000. He loves that. He loves. Sorry. Daniel. Sorry. I did a cameo yesterday for someone booked me on cameo, by the way. Someone booked me on cameo and said, like, I watch, you know, I've been watching your podcast now since you started doing it in 2017. Yeah. And I, and I love it. And I'm really looking forward to the uh, when my daughter is old enough to appreciate the podcast as well. But we will have to like you know monitor the language that you use. And I said in the camera, I was like, "Well, we're a very family friendly show. Like we don't tend to drop swears on there because we're you know very cognizant of families tend to watch this, but also YouTube monetization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't really like <laughs> they it. Don't not like it much. Yeah, but it's just such fun. And it, well, it is, it is fun. To, and I, it's but I did say swear. I will often drop a swear if I think it's funny. If you've got to, uh, well, there you go. You've got to earn one. <laughs> 
Sorry, that's extra work there for Edison Vinny as well. That was my third reason to not do it. Vinny's had a, an easy ride for a little while. <laughs> he said it's so easy. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so we we kind of all were going down this assumption that we think that PM that CM PM Punk, Sunk PM Sunk is going to turn heel. But here he was calgary fave or trying to do the calgary fave yeah, thing really like you know it. he's got the heart colors on him he oh, did the gear was great man he did the the bret hart like elbow drop from yeah. like well, you know the forearm drop that he does from the second rope mm-hmm. probably playing up to the crowd that i'm yeah. gonna do this the the hugging of david benoit yeah in the front row afterwards to try and like kind of almost really like babyface himself up and he's been doing that on tv as a consistent basis but yeah i hadn't really thought about whether or not you can use this use ricky cheating Mm. as a justification for that heel turn Mm -hmm. for you know whatever the eventual thing is going to be like are we going to do punk mjf for at the uh, all out well that's the i mean the other thing this is why the the line that i absolutely wholesale robbed and use all the time about punk is um if you you either understand why he's worth it or you don't right and i think that when he came back on that first collision his promo was every explanation for why it's worth it yeah because it was this incredible um passionate and embattled and and battled promo um, which was on the one hand, yeah, and on the other hand, ooh, do you know what I mean? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Kind of some places you're not telling lies, other places you are fibbing a little uh, bit, mate. David, like name dropping David Zasloff is right. Like, he's a popular guy at the moment. Ooh, and, he, and, and, and you know who likes me? David Zasloff yeah, likes right? me. And there's something about um, that line that he walks so well that I feel if you did want to go full heel with him, giving him enough of a justification to do so is going to be what lifts that character and makes it something next level yeah. because the best heels are the ones where we believe that they're right you know or, or rather they believe that they're right and actually sometimes they are like chris jericho's heel work in, in mid-naughty wwe was mainly mm-hmm. because he was right yeah um and it's it's a magic thing to watch cm punk do that kind of promo where you can I mean, lean in is all i'm saying yeah i mean i i use this word to describe him when we did the collision live reactions and mm. our first collision review that we did i think there is something magic about cm punk i, I do too. i think he is a magical mm. magical wrestler no matter what he does in his personal life no matter what he says in his personal life, no matter how much he just like i mean the, I, I did a whole video about this during the pandemic of mm. like when he there were wrestling fans who felt like he abandoned wrestling fans because he abandoned pro wrestling and went to ufc and made an absolute fool of himself there but still had this resentment towards wrestling and wrestling fans mm. but the second i hear a cm punk promo i'm like oh no he's my favorite wrestler ever and and i he's just got this tangible magic quality that not every and not many wrestlers have. Mm, I think it would be exhausting to work with him and exhausting to like know him. But my God, yeah, what a presence! And I, I don't need to know him. I That's don't need it. to be a friend with him. But I, he's a and great, look, he's a great experience on my some TV. Some of my favorite people are exhausting. I can be exhausting. <laughs> like it's a thing where it's like you're, not. Oh, you're a breeze. Oh, that was because you only see me for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get in the office more. Yeah, <laughs> I want to test my theory. <laughs> um, but I feel, I feel like there's um. It, it, it comes from a place of passion. I think that's it. And and there's an insecurity to him as a person. Like showing up at Raw to try and make amends comes from a place oh, of insecurity. But I, but also, he does that for... 
a bit of nonsense. The banter. A bit of banter. But this is it. And it's all part of the magic. Yeah. And I think that when you have that, and when you have that kind of asset, utilize it. You know, really lean in. Do that. Doing that when you're in the middle of like renegotiations with AEW, who in themselves are in negotiations with Warner Brothers for this right. new TV show. Right. And you're just like, I'm just going to get a roll. And hey, <laughs> and, hey and, look, and why not? Even in all of that, Ricky Starks can earn a, learn a lot and, and gain a lot of experience mm-hmm. and, and get better as a result. You know, if you've been if you've not been sold on Ricky Starks, well, this is the kind of program where he can really sink or swim. You know, what was I was the uh, Edge and Grayson Waller line, which was like super. Um, super cringe but also like that's that, that's edge and that's why i love him where he like was like it's sink or swim and then at the end of the match he goes you swam <laughs> <laughs> that but ricky starks grayson waller the new austin theory <laughs> hey who, who himself was the new Miz. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, anyway, th- thank you all so much for tuning in today. Please do get in your no mega chats or your CMDMs, whichever one you'd prefer to call I think them. no mega chats. But no I am not. I know we're in AEW land today, but I'm still not standing for Miss Lander. <laughs> I don't care. It's not my latest three count video. Oh my god, they're basically just Russian dolls. Yeah. Just open up one. It's like, oh, eventually there's a little Miz at the end there. It's like he was the original, original average heel, and we just build them up from there. He works very hard and he's good at his job. At being average, and that's fine. It's yeah. a credible achievement. There's not not many people in this world can work so hard to consistently be three stars. <laughs> Some people get better, more people get worse. <laughs> To stay at three stars, your two and a half stars your entire career, 
That takes genuine skill. Mm, I love that you downgraded him to two and a half because three's a positive review, as we've said many, many times. Um, <laughs> but I, I like no mega chats, by the way. I think yeah. that's incredibly funny. Anyway, please do keep getting them in rustalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollars. And unlike last week, we have some <laughs> because Nathan is kicking us off to say, I know we're building to FTR versus Cole and MGF to spin off into a punk feud, but with the limited credible tag teams, I'd have much preferred a few more weeks build of FTR and Bullet Club Gold to level up their second match. Although both matches were insanely good. I mean, that's what we'll get into it now, but that's the, that the, this match was leveling up the whole way through. That's it, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like this was... Because, yeah, I, I agree. This felt like this is the second chapter here, but we are doing a third. Mm. Um, this is very reminiscent of the Briscoes feud right. from last year and, you know, sort of and beyond, which was just, we are going to do three matches. We're going to do a trilogy of matches and they're going to be the best trilogy of tag matches you've mm -hmm. ever seen and they look into that actually i didn't spot this on the show but people have shared pictures on their tag belts the the name bar has jay briscoe oh is it yeah okay, which i think is, nice. is really tasty and i, I think it, so uh, such a lovely touch and i feel like that's what they're looking to do here with this mm -hmm. bullet club bullet club gold feud is to level it up so to speak yeah to be on that same level of the the, the briscoe's feud that they had yeah and it's and it's god it's working isn't it just because I am really looking forward to FTR versus Cole and MJF if they can make it there through Dynamite. It's them versus Sammy and, and Garcia. Yeah. And I think that they likely will. Like, I think that P Cole and MJF are the likely favorites to win. I love it. And I want it to continue. And I want to see that match because FTR on the opposite side of MJF, former Pinnacle teammate. Yeah. Their alliance with Punk, who is still, you know, claiming to be, I've never lost the world championship. Oh, I didn't even think of that bit. Yeah, so yeah, So yeah. I think there's some really tasty stuff to be done in there. But I, what I would say to you, Nathan, is that I do not think this is the end of FTR and Bullet Club Gold, particularly because the final moments was Jay spitting in their hands. Yeah, that's, you don't shake hands. Like, if you shake hands, that's it. But yeah. you, you got that spit like. Uh, Joel the Welsh Viking here said this was the best episode of Collision so far in my opinion what a tag match yes I agree I, I, I think that the show has been finding its stride and, and leaning into being the wrestling show is a really smart move and when you're delivering like this Mm -hmm. I'm going to say thank you very kindly. Uh, Alex, this was left over from uh, last week's Dynamite review. It said, I was at the event in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What a fun word to say. The Ibushi announcement fell flat when he didn't appear. I'm with Ollie on this one. Bullet Club Gar BCC should be smart enough to not stop an ogle at a screen for 30 seconds. Don Callis theme echoes the, the booze perfectly. I love the Don Callis brown noise theme that he yeah. currently has at the moment. But no, I, I agree with you, Alex, that it was it did feel a bit flat because he was not there. I just don't understand why they didn't just have him come out. Because he, he is I, there. I get the idea of promoting it. Well, yeah, I, he wasn't there. No, I mean, don't say that he's going to be there. I think until the, the bell rings. But then, they, I, I mean, this is the I think Kevin Owen War Games. Like, I think that's a slightly different thing. Sure, but like, but like, it's, it's, it's slightly different. And like, the, but the argument is always you should announce ahead of time who is there because surprises don't draw as well as big names do. This is, I get this, so, this is true. So, yeah. like, if you're looking to sell more tickets for an event, you need to tell people who is there. You can drop hints and teases all you want. Like, you know, it worked out really well for AEW with uh, the first dance and, yeah. and the CM Punk show. But this was a case of, like, 
announce Ibushi ahead of time to sell tickets. I'm not saying that it was good. Right. And this was like, I, I feel that this, I, I didn't quite get my point across on the first Thursday review because everyone seemed to think that I liked it. <laughs> Even though I said multiple times on the show, it fell flat and it's not what I would have done. You're just understanding why they did I it. get why they announced him ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. But it was not a great way of doing it. And the crowd didn't know how to react to it because they were expecting him to be there and he wasn't. And there. even in the recap we got on this episode, it was still, it, it's Kenny being in his little chair trap going, look at the screen. <laughs> well, I'm like, nah, that's not the vibe. Uh, we've got a new member in Daquan G and Philip lastly here says, uh, hello, Dan. Hello, Luke. How was your weekend? You two so much together. Do we have a tag team name for you? Thanks for all the laughs and smiles. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag subscribe to cutscene. What a great idea. Yes, I think you should. We were PhDAD. We were. That is our tag name. That's it. D-A-D. See, it's very clever. So thank you all so much. Please do keep getting in your no maker chats to rest.com forward slash support as we get into the rest of this episode where one of the things I, I, you know, because this is the wrestling show, Collision is the wrestling show. And I like that's just front and center at the start of this. Yeah. Because it's FTR cutting a promo to hype up their match with Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club, you know, all direct. Because I, I tried to look at this, you know, the reason why they're doing this. This is to speak to the mind of someone who is just on a Saturday night at home, does not watch wrestling, right. but just happens to have TNT on. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got these guys being like, the start we're, of the hour. we're going to be defending these tag team titles mm. tonight because of this and the other. And these other guys, we're going to win the tag team titles tonight. It's a very clear statement of intent. And then you have Willow and Ruby and Ricky and Punk do promos for their yep. Owen Hart tournament final matches. So if you're like there just flicking through the channels and stuff and you see all this, you're like, wow, I'm going to get to see a tag team title match and two tournament final matches. Yeah. This feels like a big show. I should probably keep watching this. That's like the mindset to be into. But as a wrestling fan, I just like the presentation. No, me too. And, and it reminds me, do you know what it reminds me of is the um, old school like ROH shows or the, pro- like we saw them with Punk and Joe. Um, mm-hmm. The promos from those shows weren't very well polished. They were just sort of in the back filmed on a little video camera. Any independent show that you've ever gone to would be doing the same thing to promote the next one and put the clips online. Um, it gives me that energy. They're not like pristine. They're not perfectly polished. They're not like someone holding a microphone and saying cut a promo. They're just backstage can I get a couple of quick words? Yeah, let's do it. And I'm yeah. going to tell you what my promo is. I'm going to say my intent. I like that that's the weekly aspect of the show. That's always going to happen now. Yeah. I, I keep seeing people being like, we started with this and it was good. I'm like, yeah, that that's that's it. That's the show now. Like, that's the opening of every episode of Collision. I think that's a really good move. And something that Will Washington pointed out on, uh, on the Twitter machine, the actual intro to Collision as well is different every week. Mm. and Because it, 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 they put um, various people who are featured on the show. It's focused on the people who are being featured on the show. Which is an show. extra bit of work to give you staff. <laughs> but like, Make fine. me a new intro every, every week. week. Yeah. Do you hear that, producer Rich? I want a new intro <laughs> for this show every week. He is currently making a new intro for us. Um, so yeah, no Kevin Kelly tonight. Sad, my boy was not there. Yeah. But bloody hell, yeah. Ian Riccoboni rise to this occasion. When there is a, a gap, walk in and make it your own. Yep. And he absolutely did. Like a teenage boy who's just discovered Babe Station, he rose to the occasion Stop on it. this one. And it was superb. He was excellent during this opening contest for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Nearly went the full Broadway. Oh my God. 58-ish minutes this match went in the end. Yeah. FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, two out of three falls. 
And hot dang, this was great. Like the first fall was just a brilliantly well-worked tag match. Yes. Just like really good, simple. We are two amazing tag teams and this is the great tag work that we're doing. Bullet Club Gold picked up the first win off a Jay White Blade Runner. FTR were setting up to do the Shadow Machine, yeah. but Bullet Club just outsmarted them the same way that they did on last week's yeah. episode when they got the pin on them by throwing one out of the ring, hitting the Blade Runner to get the win. A really good, and I thought Ian Riccoboni's reaction to that first of all, I, a lot of my notes are about how great Riccoboni was. Yeah. Um, it was, he's like, he sold it so well. Like he and Nigel worked together so brilliantly and he sold the first fall so well because it's going into the ad break and he's like, the champs are now at a disadvantage. Right. Like, You've got to stick around to, to see what happens next. I am, um, so I, it was, the, it was the blind tag um, being spotted by Juice and then being used to their advantage. Uh, I thought was a really genius thing. And it is because it was the finish last week. I loved exactly. it. Exactly. And and last week they they had the champ's number. And this week they have the champ's number. And the champs are like, what are we gonna What do we do now? What do we do now? Um and it was like it was a story of like counters and chain wrestling. And if it was a match in its own right, I wrote down I would have been very, very happy. Um yeah. and then it but because it's two out of three falls, it wasn't. But then what they did with the second was even more brilliant to me. Yeah. yeah. So we had things like, you know, they did the DDT on the floor. They were trying to get the count out victory. Like, let's wrap this up because we need to win this match. But Dax got the hot tag and it was so awesome in his hot tag. His fire was incredible. Yeah. Love the spot when he backdropped uh, Jay White while holding on to oh. Juice Robinson and then hit the brain buster for a near fall. Beautiful. And there was a great moment when, he, when the first time he went to do the sharpshooter, Nigel McGinnis went, don't you dare. <laughs> that was so good. But then, like, that's when I thought this this can't get any, like, this is getting, is they were doing a really good job of building up and building up and building up. And it built to a point when FTR hit Redneck Boogie. They hit the Briscoe Brothers finish. Yeah. And Jay kicks out. And he's yeah. so good at those 2.999 near falls. And the crowd, because the crowd recognized, like, they, you always tell, like, what AEW crowd you have. Yeah. If you do a spot where you do Redneck Boogie, like as a reference to yeah. the tag feud that you had last year with, you know, ineffectively a different company, you know you're in front of the, the people who are going to like understand this. And the crowd went mad for this. I'm going mad for the near fall. Then they set up to do Power and Glory, the superplex into the splash. Dax did the superplex onto Jay White. Cash went to do the splash. Jay White got his knees up for that splash. And from the other side of the ring, Juice Robinson hit a splash on Dax. Oh my God, that was exquisite. So, so good. And then Juice is yelling at Jay because Jay's the legal man. Get the go, pin, go, get the pin. Can't. But he can't because he's just been superplexed. Yeah. So he struggles to get into the pin. He just about managed to get the knees up. Just about. And Dax kicks out. It was an, a superb near fall. And specifically about the near falls in this particular section of the match. Anytime FGR had the win, and they got a kick out, the crowd booed. And I was like, how invested does a crowd have to be to be booing a near fall like that? Because they're like, and it's not because it's trash. It's mm -hmm. not because it's rubbish. It's because, no, you deserve that win. And you're like, and it was again, continuing that story of like, what do we have to do to these guys? Like, can we do it? Yeah. And I, I knew the result of the match because yep. I had it spoiled for me. I was working late on Saturday night. So I wasn't watching it until yesterday. Um, I, even knowing how the match was going to go down, was still so invested in this because yeah. I realized that if I what if I didn't know, I would have been feeling this thing of like, you expect in a two out of three falls match that you're going to have a one, a two, and then a final. What if they didn't? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if they just that I didn't? I know, but even though I knew the results of this match going in, it still felt like we were going towards a, a time limit draw. Or, or even, or even like, what, what if, what if they did two? What if um, 
Bullet Club Gold got two two victories. Yeah. That was a very if I didn't know the result, I would have believed that was a very real possibility. Yeah. And that's brilliant work. Eventually, uh, FTR did hit the Shadow Machine for the win. Super action, and this crowd were white hot at this point. And we they you know they wrestle through the outbreak. We come back from it, and Dax has got Jay up into this powerbomb position, and they spill over the barricade. Yeah. And there's almost like this silent panic of, yeah. oh, they're both hurt. And so like Cash is going on to check on Dax. Trainers are coming down. The doctors are at ringside. Commentators will be like, oh, we don't want it to end like this way. But like, this is this is what happens when you do high-risk moves. But they both just get back up to their feet and they both start battering each other because they're, oh, man, they're hard. They're hard and they're fighting they're through the pain and stuff. And they just batter each other. And then Dax just suplexes them on the concrete floor. And you do the long... 10 count spot for jay white to just get back into the ring which i i hate the 10 count spot because more often than not the people are lying flat on the floor and then suddenly they just hop up out of nowhere and get in the ring and and they timed this brilliantly yeah there was there was that sense of like no we need to but i'm exhausted but i'll get there and i'll just roll in yeah absolutely brilliant and then they do the four man stare down spot and the crowd are going nuts yeah. for it but jay white is such a good heel because Jay White at this point they do their brawl and everyone sort of splits up and stuff and it's him and Dax and Jay White starts tuning up the band yeah doing the Shawn Michaels taunt in in Calgary, Calgary. in Brett's hometown <sighs> starts doing the tuning up the band spot and you're like oh what an absolute dick heel and he stops short of doing sweet chin music and locks in the sharpshooter instead because yeah. he's an even bigger, bigger heel. He's an even bigger dick than you thought he was yeah. going to be originally. It's so, he's so great at this. And this is where Ian Riccoboni came into his own. Yeah. Be like incredulous, like that incredulous JR voice yeah. of how dare he. Like, Which how- was so great because we also had on the other side of that Nigel McGuinness being so openly, he was doing the bit where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be not biased, but he was so openly in favor of Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. And it, that really sold that. That's why this unit was working when so well. When he got, they had the five minute mark left, he shouted to Jay and to Juice, even though they already was like, guys, you've got five minutes left. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, when the five minutes call came, I was like, I didn't notice. I didn't, I, notice th- going I didn't for an, know we'd been going for an hour. An hour. You know, absolutely. It's, oh, yeah. I think it's the same thing actually with the Danielson MJF match from Revolution. Yeah. I did, even though there was a timer on screen the whole time, it did not feel like an hour. Yeah. I think, you know, Brett and Sean at Mania feels no. like an hour. Yeah. I think Rock and Triple H at Judgment Day 2000 feels like an hour. Mm. These two matches just did not feel like they were going an They're hour. So brilliantly paced. So brilliantly paced. Uh, we had some more, like, you know, that. Bullet Club Gold stopping the the hot tag to cash. This is where Nigel was yelling to Jay, "You've got yeah. five minutes left. You need to crack on here." I don't want to. I, I I'm not trying to be biased here. Like I'm supposed to be biased, and it's not. I'm trying not to cheer for. I want to see a winner here. Yeah. And Bullet Club Gold have earned this win. Yeah. And then it's the and then you get the counterpoint from uh, brand new IR <laughs> as uh, Nigel called him, which was like they both have. Like yeah. There's a a winner here is earned. Um, and then. They do the double sharpshooter spots, yeah. like a proper DIY, you know, submission moments. Like, like, like FTR love these the double submission, yeah. where the partners are grabbing at each other's yeah. hands to stop each other from tapping out and stuff. But Dax's body's failing him. In particular, his legs are failing him. His knees are failing. Fatigue is setting in. The work that's been done in this match is, is starting to, you know, take its toll on him. So he takes down his knee pad, and it's like, oh man, how hurt is he? But then he just locks in the sharpshooter again on Juice. And they, Ian explains, 
it wasn't because he was hurting. It was so he could sit in deeper on the sharpshooter and the knee pad was blocking that. Yeah. So he took it down to lock it in harder. And that's why Juice tapped out. And then you get the incredible line from Nigel McGuinness, which is just screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh no, it's genius. And I hate it. <laughs> and I saw a tweet that was very like culture war, tribal war, um, bad faith take wrestling tweet mm. right that said something like aw just doesn't have those iconic calls mm. right first of all it does it does second of all this is one of them yeah put it in the hall of fame i <laughs> loved this line it was so and it really sold that moment because yeah i was thinking you know compression is helpful for a swollen joint was the line that we got but then it's the logic of oh okay so now i can go back even harder because this is the move this is what's going to put you away because we're in Calgary. It's got special powers or whatever. Yeah, it's I got, it's got that, a plus 10, you know, but also I poutine fully, buff. <laughs> I fully believe, by the way, that after 50 minutes of wrestling, doing a squat's exhausting. Oh, holding yeah. I'd squat, imagine, yeah. It's not like, it's not just like you're holding a squat and trying to do a bit of talk. Like, that's that's knackering. So, bri oh, just, just brilliant. Just it brilliant. Absolutely awesome. I really do think that uh, this is going to do well in the uh, nominations for match of yeah. the year when we get our nominations uh, at, at the end of, you know, in December. I think this is going to rank quite highly. Like FTR and the Briscoes did very well last year. And I think that this one, I thought last week's was going to do really well, but I think this is the, the one that will probably get yeah. the nominations. Unless, of course, they do do a third. And maybe they do the double dog collar match mm. to really like echo the, the the Briscoes. And that might be the one that, that tips over. But I think this one here, I think is going to do very, very well in match of the year nominations. My question last week was, well, how are you going to top that? And this week they just did it by doing... Going an hour. That match. <laughs> yeah. They did the kind of same thing of the near falls, near falls, near falls. But they also had a standard traditional tag team wrestling match. And then they had the last fall, which was just pure brutality and exhaustion. It was so well structured. It was so well paced, even down to when they went to commercial break. It was so well plotted, so well performed, so well logicked. It was absolutely sensational. Yeah. It was so good. Absolutely awesome. They offered a handshake, FTR did, after the match, but Juice Robinson walked away from it, and Jay White spit in their hands. But there was a moment when he was like, you know, sort of walking up the ramp, where it felt like, yeah, this look on his face was like, oh, maybe I should have done it. Mm -hmm. Like, almost like, I'm going to go back to the ring and do it, you know, we'll shake their hands, but he is Jay White. Nah. Forever Jay White, and he went off with his Bullet Club Gold teammates. We've got a video package for Blood and Guts, which is happening this Wednesday night on Dynamite. So we'll be reviewing that on Thursday. And then we've got the Women's Owen Hart Tournament Finals of Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. Soho, two years on the bounce, making it to the finals of the Owen Tournament. I thought this, I wrote down here, good action. Uh, like it was solo, Soho, solo, Soho working over Willow during the break. <laughs> they did a single leg crab as a nice shout out spot to Lance Storm. Yeah, so it was cute. Again, can it's I, it's Canada. Can I be a bit of a can I be a bit of a pill here? Mm. This is the Owen I Hart. I don't know what that means. It's like a bit, a bit. Uh, can I be? I guess maybe. Okay, this is the Owen Hart tournament. Mm -hmm. We have got a lot of references to every Canadian except for Owen Hart, and like I feel like it was not. I feel like a lot of people were referencing Owen Hart and the announcers just weren't putting it over. Mm -hmm. 
It was like, we're here to celebrate Owen Hart. And gosh, he was a nice guy. And that was brilliant. There's a move Bret Hart did. <laughs> There's a move Lance Storm did. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, Owen did the Sharpshooter 2. Owen did the Power Driver yeah. 2. Like, I, I, yeah, I take your point. I th- and I don't think you're wrong on that one yeah. either. This was sort of a celebration of Calgary brackets general. Right. On, yeah. on top of, you know, all the Owen Hart stuff as well. Um, Shades of Natalia doesn't quite cut it. Yeah. <laughs> We had, I mean, what were they going to do? Just do some really good ribs. Stop it. Do some really good ribs to each other, like in the middle of the ring. That's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, Ruby actually came out with a It's Time for a Change yeah. uh, on her jacket, which I loved. That yeah, was yeah. a really nice touch. Enough's uh, enough. I, thought, I felt like the, the match itself was like, it was a little bit unfortunately coming after yeah, the barnstorm. It, it was all, I, I almost would have switched these do the the tag team yeah. after that the come because it was just a squash match so you could have done that after the this to kind mm-hmm. of like bring the crowd down somewhat yeah. then you can bring them back up with the soho nightingale match yeah that, if i was structuring that's probably how i yeah, would super house of black house of right. black yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i'm in that tag match yeah um but yeah, like, um, uh, like well, also, like, also, what do you want them to do? Kick their leg out from under their leg? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the finish of this match, f- quite fun and convoluted in a way, because Ruby Soho gets the spray can, the, the hairspray. And instead of spraying it in Willow's eyes, she hands it to Willow. Yeah. So when, or- when Aubrey was turned around, she's like, huh? Yeah. She's cheating. And then there's some shenanigans with that. And uh, Soho looked to use that to distract the referee, and she hit the no future. For a near fall, for a two count, Willow Nightingale kicking out of her finish. The crowd didn't pop for it. The crowd did not react to this. I think it's a mixture of uh, they must have been knackered because they really did build and build and build during that oh, tag yeah. team match. And then also, I honestly think this match was just fine. Like it wasn't uh, uh, incredible. Certainly wasn't bad. It just was fine. I think it didn't feel huge stakes compared to that. In fact, very little did feel huge stakes compared to the tag team match on yeah. the show. And um, yeah, I think it's just a, it was just a victim of a tired crowd. I think so as well. Pounced by Willow and the Doctor Bomb for the win. The crowd did pop for the finish, yeah. but they weren't there for the, the whole journey yeah. uh, that the match was telling. Um, this great, was also the right winner. Absolutely, great, right absolutely winner. great for Willow. Yeah. I actually thought Ruby might have got the win. Yeah, um, would have been a good call. But I think it makes sense to give it to Willow because you were doing the Ricky thing in the main event. Yeah. So don't not having two heels win it because they had two heels win it last year, but they just baby faced it up because it's the the, the nice Owen Hart thing. Yeah. Um, I remember when they did the first Dusty Cup and it was Balor and Joe oh, yeah. who were fe- like going to be feuding for the title. And like there was a lot of this whole... I remember Brian Alvarez being like, I said, I'll do the turn during the tournament and that's how you set up the, the title feud you're going to do. And then they won the tournament. And Brian Alvarez was like, do you know what? That's absolutely the right thing to do because it was just a nice thing. Yeah. And like that was just a nice moment. The two guys won and Cody was there and yeah. Dustin's there and everyone was just nice. And yeah. We all just had a nice time. Yeah, and I, that was the same thing last year when you had Adam Cole and you had Britt Baker. Yeah, they just did the nice thing. Yeah, with Ricky getting the heel win in the main event here, I think it was better to have Willow be the the triumphant baby face in the tournament. And she played it so well. She does play it so well. Yeah, there was no big like Martha Hart um, presentation <laughs> thing this time round. I don't know why Jushin Liger wasn't here to like hand uh, Willow her cup. <sighs> Instead, we got a competition winner, Tony Khan. He was only made. I have a thing about Tony Khan basically having the energy of a competition winner at all times anyway. He looks so excited to be next to the people who are literally his own employees. Yeah. But it was made even better by him having a little stampede hat. Yeah, a little, little hat. And his little hat and his little, his little earpiece was dangling down. <laughs> and he also went, My lady. Yeah, fully, fully. And then he <laughs> and then like, Dip that. It's like, Yeah, Ma'am. she's celebrating. And he sort of just goes, 
And I was like, God, how are you so rich but so cringe? This is so fun to me. Yeah. Uh, we got a video recap of Hobbs getting screwed uh, by QT Marshall in the Owen Hart tournament. And then we got a backstage segment where QT pleaded yep. with Hobbs to kind of like forgive him and stuff. And it feels like Hobbs is on the same page as QT dot 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 for now. For now. And then we got a very quick squash match of the Kings of the Black Throne beating up a bunch of lads. Can I ask you a question? Because yes, I haven't mate. really got my head around this. So the House of Black, mm -hmm. but they're also the Kings of the Black Throne. Well, that's their tag name. So they because the Brody King and Malico were a tag team on the independent right. scene called the Kings uh, of the Black on Throne. The yes. So they just carried it through. They just carried it through. So I'll allow it. within the House of Black faction, they are the Kings of the Black Throne tag team. Fine. But if it's Brody and Matthews, then they're just with the House just of Black. Because they were like I guess there are four, including Julia Hart, but there's yeah. sort of three of them. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, we're a team. <laughs> but, like, but like, we're a team. And yeah. you're, you're here too. You're, also, yeah, we're, you're, we're all, you're also part of the team. It's just we're a team of House of Black, but we're also the Kings of and the Black kings. Throne. Yeah, we're the Kings of the Black Throne. And I was like, that's that's funny. <laughs> but now that I understand it was an indie thing, fine. Andrade came out uh, for this, but Kings of the Black Throne picked up the win, and then they were holding up his masks as referees held Andrade back. And I, uh, yeah. It certainly was a segment. So it was a segment. It is a storyline that has been running through from episode one of Collision yeah. here to into week five. It is the, the longest running story, I suppose, collision, with, yeah. within Collision that is happening on a week-to-week -week basis. Yeah. So there is that. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it overall, I, thought, I mean, this was an awesome show. This was yeah. an excellent wrestling show because the, the tag match was so darn great. And I really liked the main events of Starks and Punk. Yeah. And then you had sort of the two buffer matches in the middle of it. But it was four matches. All of them were there and they all delivered what they needed to do. Well, big thumbs up I for just, me. If, I'm sorry. If you give me an hour long wrestling match and I don't notice. Yeah. You've killed it. Yeah. You've just I, killed I think, it. I think you've probably just done all right. Yeah. Done a pretty, pretty well there. Uh, I very much enjoyed this episode and our poll is now up. So please do let us know whether you give this thumbs up, thumbs down or thumbs in the middle of what you thought of this episode of AEW Collision. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get involved with our wonderful pledge hammers on patreon and all the great content that's going up there at the moment last week was wrestle behind the scenes with myself and pete very exciting and this week it will be wrestle talk after dark line up tbc uh, which is where we get together and talk nonsense for an hour two you hours bet. yeah and then next week it will be myself and oliver davis reviewing tna victory road 2009 yes it is the show with jenna versus sharma oh, wow. it is the minus five star night but surely the thing we're more excited about is tara's got a tarantula that's her gimmick now um it's <laughs> abyss versus dr stevie yeah and a match that i thought was so much better than had any right to be and i'm genuinely stunned at how good this was matt morgan versus christopher daniels <laughs> Daniels had his working boots on. Yeah. Boy, how did he bump around to make this just walking frame look like he was a competent dude? Is this the Jeff and Sting show? Which no, is that, which that's is that that's uh, Victory Road 11. So it was Victory Road. Yeah, I think it's 2011. Right. But yeah, it, it's not that one. Not that one. No, the main event is uh, Kurt Angle versus Mick Foley for the uh, TNA title. And you've also got. What, what's, what's so funny about that? Mick Foley retired nine years prior. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing at. Uh, you also got uh, Kevin Nash versus AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe versus Sting. 
and uh, Beer Money defending the tag titles against Booker T and Scott Steiner. The main event mafia looking to regain all of the gold again. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff within within the show. Plus, uh, Team 3D defend the IWGP Tag Team Championships against uh, British Invasion. I completely forgot they had that. Yeah. They. Yeah. I mean, because Alex Shelley and Chris Saban were the uh, were the most of machine guns were the junior tag champions yeah. uh, for a brief period of time as well. So yeah, the door's been open a long time. It's been uh, yeah. Impact were doing it way before. In yeah. fairness, they were with WCW. But anyway, uh, if you are one of our twenty five dollar and above patron pledge hammers, you get your name read out like these fine folks: Ross the Pooper Scooper Cooper, Rue the Day, Rory O'Brien, Kelly, Kelly, Robert Kelly. Enter Sam Man. Sam Register. He smells like beef and cheese. <laughs> Santanta. The man with the scoops. Sean. The move. The movie Luke has never seen. Selena. <laughs> J Lo's in that. Here's why Luke Dorman. Uh, sorry. Here's why Simon Dorman. I've never seen it. It's got J Lo in it. I, I've heard because I made the argument that. Um, uh, Anaconda was her breakthrough movie, and uh, Denise Salcedo argument was like, no, it was Selena. Uh, but because yeah. she me and Denise are going to get on, because she had corrected me and was making a completely correct statement, yeah. I doubled down on the fact that I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You manned it. <laughs> so I was like, no, it was Anaconda, though, really. Like, if you think about it, more people have seen Anaconda than they have Selena. Oh. Who, who even knows who Selena is? Oh. Was the argument that I made being Spicy. quite the troll I was. Anyway, I'll do that again. Here's why Simon Dormer. Wheeling and dealing Stephen Everett. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. The Soul Survivor, 1993. The Incredible Tarzo. And keep rolling, the Rick Peach. Thank you so much. That is your Hall of Fame class for the 17th of July, 2023. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for your no mega chats. Uh, Restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollars before the end of this broadcast. And following this broadcast, over on Parts Fun Known. Are you literally going out? Oh, it's just over there. Okay. Uh, following this broadcast, over on Parts Fun Known is the finals of the Monday Night War, the finale to this season of our My GM series over on Parts of Unknown. It's myself versus Pete. I've got quite an uphill battle on my hands, but don't worry. I've got the support of British wrestling legend Kendo Nagasaki, as well as D'Lo Brown, 2K, Xavier Woods, and a few other people as well. But importantly, me. Because I don't believe in myself, but maybe now that I will, I've got a plan in place. There is literally one thing I want you to do. One thing. What's that? I'm not going to tell you. I want you to figure it out. Oh. But if you don't do it in the first episode, it's going to be an uphill struggle for Luke Owen, DAD. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the one, do it. it's the one thing I've got planned. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, on to your no mega chats. Char said, I think how they've handled chewing muffins punk since his return has been very good. And you can go different ways with it. I prefer a heel cantankerous man punk. <laughs> Could be a road to redemption story too, but I, that would but that would suck. I want cartoon menace punk. I'm going to play that game for a long time. See what Char did there? Yeah, very big time. Good. LJ Mickey said, hey guys, let's have an old school question. If FTR are a modern day rock and roll express, which team is their midnight express? Is it DIY, American Alpha, Young Bucks, Briscoes, Bullet Club Gold, or someone else? Thanks for the show. Jam that jam. Do you know what? Like, That's a fun question. And what a rogues gallery. Honestly, DIY, 
you forget how great those American Alpha matches were as well. We literally can't. You tell us every single time. Oh, the American Alpha. I thought yeah. you were DIY. Yes, the American Alpha was. I mean, that was for me what reminded me how much I love tag team wrestling was yeah. that series, and it was seeing Gable and Jordan and. and um, the, I couldn't even remember what they were called. The Revival is fully yeah. what they were called. And it was just like, oh yeah, this stuff's great. It's magic. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, Bullet Club Gold. It's just like, man, any time someone questions, I don't think FTR are that good. Oh no. It's just because, like, guys, right here. And so my argument, when I'm trying to answer this question, I look at all of those things and I'm like, oh, it's, it's not to dismiss the work of any of these people, but the connecting tissue is FTR because point to me at the sort of Young Bucks and American Alpha feud or point to me at the, the Bullet Club Gold, like, you know, mm. uh, Bullet Club Gold. I mean, they haven't had time to do it yet. They've all been different, yeah. different promotions. And but Young like, Bucks, Briscoe's matches were ace as well. To go to literally every different promotion all over the world and have five-star feuds, FTR, man. They are magic. You know? um, just as a quick update as well, because I've just had a quick eye on the chat. Char was, of course, Charles Berg. Ah, there you go. Yeah. That, that chat makes way more sense. Yeah. Uh, and It's Polo says, uh, Hey, my favorite rest talk team. Hope you're both doing well. Could you see this loss fueling CMFTR turning on Starks and Punk's turning his focus from uplifting young talents to burying them instead? I mean, it's a nice idea that you say you talk the game of wanting to lift up stars, but then when the reality of what happens when these younger stars mm -hmm. get one over on you sends you off a path. It's fun. I'm also going to, I'm going to throw that question out to LJ, uh, from LJ Mickey to the live chat as well. Who do you think are the Midnight Express to their Rock and Roll Express? Is it DIY American Alpha, Young Bucks, Briscoe's, Bullet Club, Golden? You let me know. Yeah. I'm going with DIY. Yeah. But I think you can make a very solid case for the Briscoes. <laughs> I think the only reason I'm leaning more towards the Bucks is because it's not done yet. Right. There's, a, there's, a, there's like an element of... We are waiting for that third match. And I suppose actually it was also kind of happening during when they were when That's there was no AW. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, FTR yeah. is a it comes from the Young Bucks. After revival. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a long running thing that these mm. two have been feuding with each other way before AEW was a thing. When Revival were still with WWE and you know, the Young Bucks were with Ring of Honor and New Japan mm. and things like that. So yeah, I I think it is the Bucks. Mm. Like Bucks is where I'm I'm heading. Right. Well, it's where, it's where I'm That's it. I mean leaning. it's a good shout. Uh, Corey says, Hey, I've been a lurker for a while. This is my first ultra chat, but just for reference, I got into wrestling in 2020 and CM Punk is my favorite wrestler. I think Punk's alignment is fascinating as someone who goes back and forth wildly. He's not a monster, but he's no saint. One idea for a heel story for Punk is you uh, is if you parallel his descent with MJF's slow high ride Ooh. with Cole. If Max is genuine with his growing friendship for Cole, I'd love for Punk to do what Max did to him. Just tear, tear wide tear away at him and uh, and what he's grown to care about before we came in here i saw a tweet from mjf that was a, a it was retweet <laughs> so good he was retweeting some fan art of him and adam cole and he just said love this yeah and like it's just so it's just so wonderful like i love it so much this whole thing of of mjf having been the i'm better than you guy living the gimmick forever in kayfabe like always chatting chatting nonsense about people and then suddenly responding to fan art in a gracious way it's it's so, such good character work man he is a master he's an unreal absolute master at this and that's why i'm like chomping at the bit to get this belt versus belt but also take your time get the things in the right place because could you imagine uh, a sort of like, like you say the rise of mjf in a good way and the descent of CM Punk in a bad way, as you're saying and that's the feud yeah. and suddenly we get people cheering mjf hoping he wins oh, I, I, oh man, 
I, I think the term generational talent gets thrown yeah, around a little bit too much. I think MJF is a genuine generational talent. Yeah, I, I, he's an icon. I love him. A, I, he's, he's just incredible. Yeah. The moment from Dynamite, I keep thinking about when Adam Cole says, oh, you never played multiplayer before? And he just goes, I need friends for that. Oh, oh like, so good. Oh. Uh, and our last one here for now, I believe, is from... Uh, oh, no, we've got this one here from Sheldon Jackson. who said, uh, I like the fact that TK protected Jay White in that tag match by having him get the first fall and having Juice eat the last two falls. I see Jay White getting uh, gold soon in AEW, just not sure which title he'll get. Yeah, I mean, there's not like there aren't many of them. International title would probably be the, the one. Yeah, works for me. Yeah, and uh, end Orange Cassidy's Oh, no, no, actually, I have Miro doing that in my little fantasy booking head. I want him to snap Orange Cassidy in half. Just be the one yeah. that finishes him off. But, um, but I'm not going to complain if it's Jay White. And Ryan V said, I love the content, guys. I've got tickets for this Saturday's collision and I can't wait to see what they've got lined up. Also, any chance of the super news ever coming back? Well, the super news is here all the time because super news was when we stopped doing five-minute videos and started doing 10-minute videos. Right. That was the super news. So it is, it's been with you now for the last, like, five years but that's just changed the boundaries of what could be considered suit suit super because now you're looking at 20 minute news videos i don't think you guys are working hard enough i don't think people need to watch us do 20 minute news videos well i just don't i maybe don't, you're not up to i the challenge. don't think people want to watch us talk about the news for 20 minutes it's bad enough that you and i've been doing this for 56 like i don't <laughs> think people need to watch us do <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that is our last Ultra Chat for the day. Thank you all so much. Sorry, your last No Mega no Chat. No Mega Chat. For the day. Thank you all so much for your support. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the show. If this is your first time here, please do press that subscribe button. We have had... How many... We had any... Usually it tells me how many new uh, subscribers it's got, but it hasn't told me here. But anyway subscribe anyway do it we're 6,000 away from hitting our target of 85,000 give us a little thumbs up as well currently 210 of you have done it and there's 1,100 of you watching what's all that about sort it out you 1,100 <laughs> get a like sub I believe they called it a like spike but anyway do that and if you're watching this on demand please do get in your comments down below I am going to end the poll with what you all thought of this episode of Collision this and Hot Dog yeah. do it's was 1% thumbs down, 9% in the middle, and 88% thumbs up. Yeah. That is yeah. a big, positive, thumbs up episode of Collision. Yeah, it was four, a four star for me, only let down by the, the two matches in the middle. I can't give this anything less than five, because that tag match was so, oh, it was just, so, dog, yeah. so gosh darn good. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. Go head on over to Parts Fun Know now, because we're going to be going live in about four, half an hour. Uh, with the finale, the conclusion to the Monday Night War. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor the Truth, Dan Layton. Jam that jam! 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.